ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. A shipment of sheep and cattle destined for the Middle East is on its way back to Australia after being diverted from travelling through the Red Sea due to the region's deteriorating security situation. Hello, I'm Callie Buchanan. Over the weekend, the Department of Agriculture, Fisheries and Forestry directed the WA-based exporter to immediately return the consignment to Australia. The MV Bahesia is loaded with about 15,000 sheep and 2,000 cattle and it's expected back in Australia at a port yet to be determined in about a week's time. The Chief Executive of the Australian Livestock Exporters Council, Mark Harvey Sutton, says under the circumstances, returning Look, the ship uh, to Australia uh, is goes, the best you option. You take a certain amount of uh, fodder uh, for the animals, uh, and it's my understanding that, and of course repatriation or uh, returning to Australia is obviously a complex exercise, uh, given Australia's very robust uh, biosecurity frameworks. Uh, so the fact that the vessel has not docked uh, in any other port, uh, has not taken on supplies uh, in any port, uh, means that the biosecurity risk can be managed. Uh, and so a decision was made that let's return them uh, and we will manage the biosecurity uh, and th- there is sufficient supplies on board for the animals uh, to make sure that their welfare is assured. So what happens to the livestock when they eventually arrive back in Australia? What are the options? Uh, There's a couple of things that can happen. It can be re-exported or perhaps they will be processed uh, domestically. Uh, But that all needs to be confirmed. That's a a decision that the exporter will have to make in consultation with the department. And I'm not privy uh, to those discussions, but there's certainly procedures and processes that can be put in place, uh, and that's what they'll be looking at at the moment. Over the weekend, the RSPCA was calling on all live exporters to immediately implement a voluntary suspension of all live export voyages to destinations that are in or near regions of conflict. How appropriate is that? I think it's, uh, sadly, I think that's very inappropriate, Belinda, because... But why, considering uh, the circumstances with these the attacks on commercial vessels in this region? As we know, the RSPCA has a mandate to stop live exports no matter what, uh, and uh, they do not have to deal with the implications. I think it is very advantageous and opportunistic of them to be using uh, what is a very tumultuous period uh, globally uh, to their advantage. Uh, Have no doubt we will be putting animal welfare and safety of people uh, ahead of anything Uh, But I think it is overly simplistic to simply say, well, we should stop uh, trading to this region. Now, we're waiting for Murray Watt, the Federal Agriculture Minister, to announce plans for a phase-out of the live sheep trade. Could this conflict in the Red Sea actually kill off the trade prior to the release of the government's phase-out plans? No, it won't do that. Uh, And we don't just supply the Red Sea uh, in the Middle East, Belinda, and as, as the minister has been at pains to articulate, and he wants this to be a very orderly uh, process, uh, and he is taking advice from his independent panel, which uh, we are awaiting uh, the outcome from. Uh, but to, if, if this was to prompt 
uh, or to speed up any uh, political decisions, which we know uh, is wrong and we continue to oppose, I think that would be uh, very inappropriate. Um, and ultimately, the issue that we have at the moment is making sure that we can maintain trade uh, and maintain animal welfare and the safety of the crew to the region. So, mm. I guess uh, this- the last thing you'd want, though, is one of these ships going into this region and uh, finding itself under attack. I mean, oh, that, the worst case scenario. That, 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 is, that is correct, Belinda, and that's why uh, the Bahesia diverted. That was why they turned around. Let me assure you, the exporters take in, into account all of these factors, as do the shipping companies, uh, whether that's the exporter themselves or the shipping company they engage. All of these things are factors that they take into account. Uh, it's very complex, uh, but I can assure you that every consideration is being made around that. And you're right, that is not the situation that we want. And uh, I have every confidence that the, the processes that people are going through at the moment will ensure that that does not occur. Mark Harvey Sutton is the Chief Executive of the Australian Livestock Exporters Council. He was speaking with Belinda Baraschetti. The Federal Minister for Agriculture, Murray Watt, gave an update on the progress of that tanker in the Red Sea to Radio National Breakfast's Patricia Cavallis. This is another sign that that the Red Sea conflict is impacting on Australia in all sorts of ways. Uh, You may have seen that there was a live export uh, ship with uh, with sheep and cattle bound for Jordan, uh, which was going to run into difficulty trying to get to its destination. There were, um, understandably, animal welfare concerns raised uh, about the treatment of those animals if the journey had to be significantly extended. And as a result of that, the Department of Agriculture, which is the regulator of live exports, has ordered that ship to turn around and come back to Australia. We didn't want to see an animal welfare problem arise uh, because of an extended journey that the ship might not have been prepared for. So uh, I don't have the exact exact uh, position of that ship uh, with me at the moment, but it is it has been turned around and we'll be heading back to Australia shortly. What assurances are you getting about the conditions on board? Are animal welfare standards being upheld? That's certainly the advice of my department, uh, which, as I say, is the regulator of these things. Um, We want to make sure that animal welfare is always at the forefront of live exports, uh, whether we're talking about sheep or cattle. You'd be familiar, I'm sure, that our government went to the last two elections with a commitment to phase out uh, the export of live sheep, and that's a commitment we intend to carry out. Uh, and uh, maintaining animal welfare is a key reason for doing so. I should say, in, in, in phasing out that trade, we also see massive opportunities to increase onshore processing of sheep in Australia, which means more jobs mm. for Australians, better regional economies. Yep. But the animal welfare issue is always central. The cost of shipping freight from Australia to Europe is expected to climb further as more vessels take the longer route around the coast of Africa rather than through the Red Sea and Suez Canal. The Middle East conflict is a big factor and it's adding millions to running vessels, from insuring the cargo to congestion surcharges. Brett Charlton from Danish freight forwarding company DSV explains more. Uh, We're starting to see ships diverting from the Red Sea around the Cape of uh, Africa, Good Hope, uh, which adds about sometimes two to three weeks transit time uh, to any destination coming inwards or outwards, uh, particularly from Europe. And what are some of the reasons they're avoiding that area? Well, war is a pretty big one. Uh, War is, uh, there's been some attacks on ships. Uh, The US Navy have got uh, a fleet in there. In fact, it's a coalition of of nations that have taken the the navies in there to try and protect them. 
However, if you want to be a little bit uh, economical about it, uh, the real one of the real reasons the shipping lines are, are diverting is actually due to cost. If you're an oil tanker going through uh, the Suez Canal, the war risk surcharge with insurance would be about eighty million dollar cost. Oh, well, eighty millions worth of value, so they'd be paying a percentage on that. We're seeing shipping lines putting their rates up as well, uh, so they're putting surcharges on on their. They're calling it an emergency. A contingency surcharge, so roughly uh, on average around US $1,550 a container for any containers going through that region. Uh, the impact for us is we're about to enter our onion export season through to Europe, which is a large market for us. Um, so additional costs, additional transit time is something that the exporters now have to take into consideration with their trade. And how are the onions transported? They're all put into a sealed container? In the past, they used to use what's called fan-tainers, where they had the door ajar and used a fan, but those days are over. We're using uh, refrigerated containers with a set temperature and humidity control. So the, young, the onions can actually reach their destination okay, so the, the exporters have been alluding to the fact that they're making contingencies to the temperature variance to make sure that their product reaches uh, the destination with that transit time taken into account. I guess the um, issue is that additional transit time of two and a half to three weeks. We're in a rather enviable position where our onions are definitely still in demand. Every single agricultural, manufacturing, mining, everything is going to be impacted. There's a, quite a good seed industry uh, that's um, here that uh, goes across to Europe. There's also meat uh, that goes across. Anyone who's considering sending any cargoes to Europe uh, now has to take into account this. So, you know, the, the other thing outside of the uh, sewers is our American markets, which are impacted by the Panama Canal. Uh, that's currently going through a drought at the moment. So the number of vessels that are going through that particular port have reduced uh, considerably, uh, and there are additional costs to go through that. So when you look at it geographically, the two major man-made uh, shortcuts, if you will, to uh, two large markets, being America and Europe, are either impacted by war or weather. Are you finding some people are changing from sea freight to air freight because they're worried about what's happening in the Middle East? Not yet. We think it's coming. Yeah. Uh, there's certainly been a lot of reports that we should be feeling some strain on, on air freight. The other thing that, that we would like to think that most of our trade is between here and Asia, so we don't use those passages. But what we have to remember is that the equipment that we use here in Australia is goes around the world. So if you've got equipment that's now on a ship uh, for another two weeks uh, or three weeks, depending on, on which transit we're talking about, that cargo that's carried on those ships is holding those containers up for a longer period of time. <laughs>